welcome to episode 1066 of The Sleeper in the Bus. It is Tuesday, June 14th. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined this afternoon, still morning for him, Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, afternoon. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, finished my pitcher ranks, mm-hmm. spent a lot of time on them all day yesterday, some time this morning. No matter how I do the process, no matter what I think, it's always longer than because I just I'm not satisfied to not like deep dive every single way. I write yeah. Something about. yeah, like I just I can't help it. And so for, for those who have not seen it, definitely go and check it out because it's not just a ranking. Like it no. all goes like Paul does like real long work into this. And like I mean, it's um like when I update my ranks, which I'll hopefully have done by the end of the week. Um, maybe even by Friday, so we can discuss mine on Friday. That'd be perfect. Um, we'll, we'll see. How, I'm going to try. Uh, I, I'm not going to do what Paul did. I will, I'm will. i just going to do a list. Um, yeah, and that's fine. Like that for the in-season ranking, I just figured it's been two months. I want to get out a bunch of thoughts on, on a lot of players of where I stand with these pitchers since I haven't done it recently. I'm aiming for three to four-week intervals going forward, so there should be another couple lists uh, over the course of the summer for sure. They won't always – uh, be as deep as this, but this deserved a big refresh. So go check it out on the site. And Justin's got some questions for me about uh, some different players and different things that he saw. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to kind of just start at the top, right? Sure. And um, your top of your list is still Garrett Cole. Though, yes. to be fair, Garrett Cole was not at the top of your list, right? At the beginning yeah. No, he, oh, was. No, he, he was. Stayed, oh, he okay. stayed number one. Okay, I could. I, for some reason, I thought you had uh, I considered Walker, Bueller it. or someone else up there. I considered. I have. I ended up with Bueller at, at two, and then uh, as mm-hmm. high as two, and then dropped to four. But in the end, I just came back to Cole. And even right now, you know, he's coming off of the the ugly outing, the five homers against Minnesota. That that does nothing for me. That's an awful outing, but it's not actionable in any real way. Um, homers are st- are probably the worst part of his game right now. But everything else is so elite. Who else do you feel? that much more confident in because they are a three, four week focus. I did feel comfortable putting McClanahan too, and maybe even could have put him one because any sort of innings concerns, if they crop up, won't be until later. But uh, in the end, I still went Cole number one. Cause if you said, give me, give me the pitcher to go get, who's going to do the best from here forward. Even though I don't like to look rest of season when there's so much left, it would still be Cole. So that's enough to earn the top spot. And there will be some discussions about guys that I'm worried about or may have innings problems moving forward. Um, so, but I mean, I it's hard to not make the argument for Cole uh, at number one. I am pretty sure he's going to be my number one. But I think I think anybody who is in the top four right now, at least top four of your list, should be in consideration. I think so too. Uh, and for, for for reference, that is Garrett Cole, Sheen McClanahan, Corbin Burns, and Zach Wheeler. Yeah, um, any of those four could be one, and I, I I don't really have an issue with it. You could put JV one too. Um, you know, I didn't. I, yeah, I'm sure people are surprised that I didn't. I think you got to kind of have that that massive thirty plus percent strikeout rate to really hit number one. Um, and I know. That be- Wheeler's just under it, but he's been so dominant. So that's probably what would keep Verlander from one and what would be my big argument if somebody did try to put him there. But I think those top four can definitely go there. Speaking of Verlander, um, I'm, I'm going to take my L. I'm going to take my L. I, I, there we go. Did, I was not 
Uh, in on Verlander, I'm still concerned about where he will finish in terms of innings rest of the way and if he can, you know, uh, hold a massive workload. But, I mean, I think Houston has no reason not to just run him out there as long yeah. as his body can hold up. Uh, Who aren't you know. worried about that with them? I think that's a fair question. Small list of guys, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why it's completely fair to have him six, where you do have him uh, there. You know, and like I said, I'm I'm just taking my L. You know, I said people shouldn't be drafting him um, even close to where he was going. Um, I can't remember exactly where I had him, but it was outside of my top forty starting pitchers uh, for sure. Uh, And yeah, I'll I'll eat that one. I still think my process was right, but. The results, I think, uh, Verlander is one of the few unicorns that exist, and when there's a unicorn, you should ignore them. You can't really go too wrong selling on 38 year olds returning from TJ, though. Yeah, right. Like, so it's one of those where, yeah, you didn't catch the win, but I, you know, I wasn't really trying to tell anybody if they weren't on board, like, ah, uh, you're gonna regret this so hard. It's like, okay, go get somebody else you believe in. I'm a long, long term Justin guy. I believe in him. So I went for it, but like I totally get that. You you, you cannot lose fading 39-year-old pitchers. Even when they do well, your process is still sound, like you said. Um, you had him down at 42, so just outside yeah. the top 40. Um, and he is the number one guy right now, probably due to the uh eight wins helping him uh where the other metrics uh would hold him back. Which is bit. huge. Wins are not easy to come by this year. God, they're so hard. It's been pretty brutal, uh, especially if you're trying to stream for them. This was uh, yes. this has not been a um, a fun year, you know. You know, like I said, though, I mean, I stand by my process. There were four Tommy John returning guys that were being, you know, widely drafted, and two of them have been pretty disappointing to say the least. And two of them have been very good. We're going to talk about another one here um, in a little bit. So, I mean, I stand by the process and in, in where I got to my decision-making, but yeah, I'm, I'm also not going to uh, sit here and pretend like it never happened or, <laughs> or like yeah. somehow I thing. won the Verlander discussion because I, I didn't. And I, I definitely like respect that. It's not about, you know, berating yourself and being like, Oh, you know, it's so stupid. You're like, Hey, I took the L here. The pro as long as the processes are good, though, it's the same thing with my Badu one. Mm-hmm. I take the fat L on that. It was a huge loss. But I don't think the process is completely unfounded. It it just did not work out. So uh, that's that's what happens sometimes. These last two guys in the aces tier that uh, you have some questions about. Go go ahead with them. So my questions: one is Max Fried strikeout rate um, going to keep him in the aces tier? Does he deserve to be in aces, or should he be towards the top of the next tier? And then. I mean, with Pablo Lopez, he's been fantastic. I, I've always been a Pablo Lopez guy, but I was fading him because of the injury concerns. Yep. I still worry what the workload is going to look like down the stretch. Do these guys truly deserve to be in this Aces tier? I certainly think so. I, I think so, especially on a three, four-week focus, which is what these are. These are not for the rest of the year. I think it's foolhardy to try to predict the, end, uh, the rest of the year in a June ranking when you know you can change your roster and we know how much things are going to change anyway. Like, what, what's the point? You're going to make changes. So if we look, focus on a more narrow field, Lopez especially, because he does have the strikeout rate. He's at 26%. He has a 14% swinging strike rate. Yes, the shoulder is a problem, and it's why I did rank him lower. Because a chronic injury does merit 
some extra attention there as far as the injury risk uh, on an individual pitcher when it's the same thing over and over like it is his shoulder. But he's pitching right now, and, like, yes, he's an ace when he's pitching. I, I think that you look at what he did last year. Uh, I mean, you even look at a lot of what he did in 2020 was great. So now we've got uh, oh, about 225, 230-ish innings of work since 2020 that I'm looking at here. That is pretty ace caliber in a 297 ERA and a 111 whip with a 20% strikeout minus walk rate for Pablo Lopez. That's pretty ACN as far as I'm con- as far as I'm concerned. Yes, the health risk is there, but it's there for everybody right now once the season starts. I'm not really judging him off of that. As for Freed, volume is how he gets there to make up for his strikeout rate. It's, it's similar to Sandy. He has not shown the workhorse capability that Sandy Alcantara has yet, but I believe he has it in him. Couple small injuries last year really cost Freed from getting to a new high in innings, but he had 165 and two thirds, the same as 2019, but in four, uh, in two fewer starts, five fewer appearances, so a couple of relief appearances as well. So I do think he's headed, if healthy, for a new high, probably in the upper 180s. I think Max Freed could have a 200 inning season, and that will bridge the gap on the 23, 24 percent strikeout rate to giving him a solid strikeout total. So guys like him and Sandy Alcantara with Max Freed, yes, the strikeout rate matters because, you know, you just want as many as you can per, per inning. I totally get that, but don't sleep on the workhorses bridging that gap by pitching more volume than other guys and making their bottom line total right in line with the guys who pitch 165, 170 innings, but have gaudy 30% K rates. I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, you know, some of the issues with, Atlanta's pitching um, is uh, a reason why they're going to need to lean on him a yeah. little bit more. And I, I think they are going, you know, I mean, they're on a huge heater right now, uh, but uh, I think they're going to have to continue to rely upon him, uh, especially at the top of that rotation. So it's time for Freed to show that, that he's an ace and, and take mm-hmm. over this, this rotation here. I think um, I don't think I would have Lopez because of the injury concerns in this ace tier. Uh, but I, I do agree on free, but I, I definitely want to talk about the above them. We don't get to talk about the upper tier of pitching unless something goes horribly wrong. Right. It's uh, usually like status quo. So it's yeah. nice to talk some positivity on the upper tier guys, not, mm-hmm. not getting hurt or having TJ or something. Uh, speaking of upper tier and positivity, man, Tariq Skubal is just been phenomenal. Uh, One of the, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, please, please go. I was going to say one of the lone bright spots for Tigers fans this year. Yeah. It's been a nightmare season, and it's kind of obscured the fact that Scooble is breaking out the way his biggest proponents had hoped, and even more. I can yeah. count myself among his biggest proponents, and I didn't think he was going to go to a half a home run per nine. And I don't believe he's going to hold that all year, but I don't think he's the two-point whatever guy from last year either. I think he's made tangible improvements, shifting from four-seamers to sinkers, taking a lot of his four-seamers, his a lot of his fastball work in general and and taking it off and putting it into his secondary pitches those two changes have certainly helped him keep the ball in the yard he had two against houston in houston uh vlad jr got him last time uh, in his most recent start no shame in that if he can be a guy who's under one Tarek scuble he's an absolute stud and i think if we're here still with like a, a sub one Homer nine uh, in, in a month, I think he might move into the aces tier based on everything else that he's doing well. And he's even snuck five wins, which is pretty good on a Tigers team. That's like 15 wins on a real team. I mean, and he hasn't, he hasn't done the, the, the reduction in, in the home run rate by like increasing his walk rate. Like he is. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, it's all about, you know, pitch mix um, and being effective uh, and getting a ton of ground balls. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think he can keep this up. Maybe not to the level. Well, that's, Uh, I think sub one is very doable and that's mm -hmm. a massive improvement for Scooball. Absolutely. I mean, he's got a 47% ground ball rate, only a 34% fly ball rate. I mean, we're talking about like that was flipped last year. Yeah. One of the reasons why it led to so many home runs. Um, I mean, I think he is already kind of in that borderline. I mean, he was 14. He was right there. So, you know, I feel like sometimes uh, I try to check myself on, on Tigers things and, I tangentially include uh, Justin Verlander in that. And obviously I let my excitement go <laughs> with him this year. I ranked him, you know, 18 in, in the spring, but you know, I, I think I do kind of like maybe lean toward being a little bit further down on those guys. Just so people are like, yeah, oh, you're a homer, but I'm, I'm with you there. I did consider him. I was like, let's see a little bit more than just 12 starts, but Scooble is, is right there. He's 14. So he's fourth on the must start list. He's never coming out of my lineup right now. There's yeah. absolutely no reason to take him out. Even a tough matchup, a Boston and New York. I'm still starting Scooble against everybody right now. Easily. As you should. Um, let's just real quick talk about uh, his teammate, Eduardo Rodriguez. Cause that oh, means the, what do you think is going on there? I mean, and what are you well, doing? I, I spent 80 something dollars on him in the main event on a stash hoping to get him back this week um, because I needed pitching. Like, should I be dropping him? I mean, probably Um, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough right now. And we don't know exactly what it is. I think there's some rumors floating around about what the off the field thing is. It's really none of our business. Yeah. Um, Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully his family's okay. Like, I mean, um, obviously something is awry though that would cause you to leave the team mm-hmm. uh for the foreseeable future right now in the midst of so sudden assignment yeah yeah so I mean, sudden, he, it, he wasn't like away from the team already and just decided oh. not to come back he was with the minor league their minor league team he was supposed to be back this week he was yeah, supposed to start today i believe right and yeah uh, so something's going on i hope everything goes well for him because he's had off the field stuff before with his when he got COVID, he got myocarditis, and that created some issues. I hope it's not health. It doesn't. It's it's said not to be health. So I, I mm-hmm. think we're in the clear on that piece. It's, yeah, it, it sounds maybe it says personal. Yeah, and so maybe something with the family. And again, if it's something with his wife, that's none of our damn business. Typically, uh, something with your. Well, I guess it could be restricted list. Uh, this this has the feeling of mental health. Um. Yes, more of like a Calvin Ridley, like stepping away type of thing. Yeah, type type of thing. Um, His obviously then the gambling thing was was after. By the yeah, way, yeah, that, that's that a, was that was during left, the time he stepped away. Yeah. Yes, he originally left due to getting his mentals right, and if that's the case with Eduardo, then that's the the only consideration is to get your mentals right. Yeah, people absolutely. will say d- dumb stuff on on Twitter. They they haven't had a challenge in their life ever, right? Like yeah. it's you know yes. Ball players have a good life. They make a lot of money. That doesn't mean everything's easy. They never have. Problems. He's walking away from this money. Like he does yeah, not get paid exactly. while he, he is on. Money. Yeah, I mean, so, so like this is clearly super. It is. Yeah, it's not just taking money and and not mm-hmm. fulfilling. You know the, the way some fans get, and you're already seeing some of it on Twitter. And it's just like so get a life, so. man. Have have a shred of empathy. You have no idea what's going on. It could be something heinous. We have no idea, and people already start in on the well, my, you know. 
what are the Tigers paying him for? What am I buying all these little Caesars pizzas for? It's like, shut up. You're an idiot. Anyway, I don't know. I just wish him the best. Yeah. He was pitching pretty well until that blow-up start that led to his injury with Eduardo. His numbers had been pretty good to that point. Then the injury start has now made them look really bad. And now with him going off on the restricted list, let's just hope he gets everything right and comes back and, and can get going again. So I don't even want to make a joke about how somebody's probably going to cry really hard now that uh, Eduardo is, is out further. I guess I am in. Yeah, you are so, that yeah. joke anyway. But uh, anytime I can twist a knife on that clown, I'm gonna do that. Anyway, yeah, so, sorry. Uh, um, I'm gonna try to hold him through this week. Um, yeah. But uh, or through through the next fab period in the next week. But I also may make the decision last minute to cut it would him. Be understandable. I I have Josh Winder and I have um, uh, Jack Flaherty. So I've already got three. Flaherty IL back pitcher. today, right? Or tomorrow? Oh, is, is he back? I, 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 in my chat oh. this morning, my stream, they said he was coming back. I had there tomorrow. I had not seen that. That is huge for me. Yeah, tomorrow um, confirmed on Rotowire. Let's confirmed. go. Let's yeah. go. I'm psyched, dude. I was. So I kind of wish I uh, kind of wish I had thrown him in my lineup this week, but don't um, worry, Lance Lynn didn't do that well in his. Uh, oh, I did throw Lance Lynn yeah, into my too. lineups, and Tony that Colin that would hurt. Yeah, against Detroit, we'll, and he gave him ten hits. So we don't know that Flaherty. We'll will get be there, and we'll get there in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, that one was brutal. Um, so uh, let's talk about um, the aforementioned Luis Severino uh, and then Clayton Kershaw. I kind of paired them together. Both had injury concerns. Severino was yes. coming up of uh, the Tommy John surgery. Um, there was thoughts that Clayton Kershaw could have Tommy John surgery. Both have been fantastic when they've been on the mound. Kershaw has missed time. He's back now. Didn't quite look like himself in his first start back. Yeah. But um, how these guys are hard to rank rest of the way because they they, they are I, because I do worry that, about right? what their health situation be and then what their workload situation is going to be like, especially as rest of the way can turn to October pretty quickly, right? Like, in barring collapses, both... Well, the Yankees start... can. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees, I don't, the Dodgers, and the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the in Dodgers a little bit of a dogfight. And, and I don't know that the Yankees really want to, considering how good the rest of that division is. No, even with the neither league. team should take their foot yeah. off the gas anywhere near right now. But as the season grows on, maybe in my, you know, August rankings, a couple guys like that might start to come down if those teams have like double digit leads. But for now, they're set it in forget it studs. Kershaw, you, there's always management, right? For the last several years now, you know when you're drafting him, there's going to be management. If you throw your hands up anytime in like the last five or six years that you drafted Kershaw when he gets hurt, you're an idiot. What were you <laughs> expecting, right? Like, but there yeah, always the, is people. Like, I know, always and that's what I'm saying. Like, what did, who have you been looking at the last six years, right? Like, this is part of the game with Kershaw. It's why he's cheaper than he should be because his his inning for inning talent is still top of the scale. So you take the discount because you know the innings are going to be lighter. But he's still been god tier when he pitches for 34 innings, 212 ERA, 0.79 WHIP, 282 Sierra for Sevi. He's back. Uh, the the velo is not all the way back to 2018, 19, but it's still the highest we've seen since 18. He's gone six innings in each of his last five starts. I think he's back to must stud, must start stud status. And at 28, I don't know that they're going to be able to curb his innings that much. He's had he has two 190s under his belt. I think he's got a chance to push near that for a season total. Now, some of that would come in this in. Um, the playoffs, I think he'll probably be closer to 175 for the for the regular season. Uh, but then they know they have to have something in the tank 
for September. But with two 190s under his belt for Severino and him being 28 years old, I don't really see them like super babying him. I don't see anything under 170 if he stays healthy. If he gets hurt, obviously all all bets are off. But a healthy Sevy, I don't think is going to be overly managed here to where they're going to take a bunch of starts away from him. Yeah, this one's brutal for me because I I don't know if anybody's a bigger uh, Severino fan than me in the industry. Yeah, um, I, I got him in one league, but I was just sticking to my guns about not touching these these guys returning. Um, I, I don't blame you, man. I don't touch TJ returners either, so I don't have any Sev dog. But he's yeah, awesome. He's a, he's Some, amazing. Um, and we know that um, coming in though, right? That's one of those things you build in. You have to internalize. Like I might lose on this, especially <laughs> with a guy you like, like you love yeah. Severino. And you're like, listen, I might lose here because I don't want to take him, but I, I love the talent. I just don't take TJ returners. So if you have a certain rule, sometimes a guy you like really tests that, but you've got to stick to your guns because you have the rule for a reason. He could have easily flopped, pitched 25 innings, and been done, right? So yeah. don't kick yourself too much on it. He's great. He's back. Enjoy that he's back and awesome. Unfortunately, it's not on a bunch of your teams. Yeah. I mean, for all the talk of Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez this year, uh, Severino is quietly just dominating. He's uh, giving Cole that secondary ace, mm -hmm. and then Cortez, and even Tyone and Montgomery, too. Like yeah. they run five deep, even though Cole is like the big name, like way high and above. Then Severino is building his name back. He has that ace name value. The other three guys, you're like Cortez, Tyone, mm -hmm. and Montgomery have been studs. It's awesome, though. I, I, I believe in all three yeah. of them to a certain degree. It'll be interesting because, I mean, you would think that a team like the Yankees who have got the payroll that they've got um, and uh, and how well they're playing they're, that they'd make a major addition. Yeah. You'd think where? a flashier rotation too, but like, like where, no, but I mean like, where are they going to make a, where are they going to oh, make yeah. an addition? Like, I guess the bullpen, like, could they bring in another big, but that bullpen? wouldn't even be a flashy addition. That would be yeah. expected because any team can get bullpen reinforcements. Yeah, I, I guess the only thing I could see is if an, uh, if a starter went down for like multiple months, maybe they, maybe they go ahead and pull the trigger on Montas and like make yeah. a big, you know, or maybe a Wilson Contreras, Wilson Contreras, maybe know. something like that too. They, but Trevino has been playing really well though. And I, yes. I believe he's pretty good behind the dish. Mm -hmm. In addition to the fact that he's toting a 148 WRC plus right now, he's running hot, but he does make a lot of contact too. So I don't know that Trevino is necessarily going to fall off the clip. I don't think he's going to hold a 148, but if he can do truthfully, if you're a positive fielding catcher, you can have like a 90 WRC plus and still be a very big how many, benefit. How many years did Jeff Mathis play for? Yeah, exactly. With a freaking like 48 WRC yeah. plus. So there's so a good. ton of wiggle room for Trevino to still be positive for the Yankees. Uh, let's talk about a couple White Sox guys. We got Lucas Giolito, um, who I took in my main event, which is uh, awful right now. He's been a part of that awfulness. Um, and then we have Lance Lynn, who just returned from injury, and I put him right back into my lineup, and yeah. he was awful. Do these guys deserve to be in this must-start tier? I think so. I will say um, it was a, a, an awakening for me yesterday. I was unaware of Giolito's whip being that high. I knew his yeah. ERA was pretty good. I knew his core skills were pretty good, but I don't have him anywhere, so I hadn't really checked. And somebody had asked a question in, in Nick's Twitch chat. I was hanging out in there for a while about Giolito, and I piped up, and I was like, oh, what's up with, you know, Giolito's fine. Like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, 388, 144 is fine. I was like, whoa, sorry, I am wrong. He is not fine. 144 whip is high. The thing of it is, though, with him specifically, with Giolito first, I don't think it's actionable. Where are you really sitting him? 
Like, what? how are you getting away from any of his starts right now? Yes, the home run rate is through the roof at 1-9, but he has a 31% K rate, 388 ERA, so you're still getting a, at least not a killer ERA. It's, it's, it's okay. The whip is hurting you for sure, and he only has four dubs. But I just don't. I just can't see myself getting away from Giolito on any starts right now. I don't even know what kind of setup it would take for me to sit him. Maybe a situation where I have a very deep rotation and he has like one game at New York or something. But that's it. And I don't even really think that. I'd I'd, I'd have to have like every breakout pitcher on my team, like Kyle Wright, and uh, like who who are the guys that are like off that, that were like waiver wire pick? I'd have to have like four of those guys. I'm just yeah. not sitting Giolito. As for Lynn, he comes back in at a pretty high level. I ranked him 30th, I think, right? Um, and that's kind of like uh, what 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 credit, right? That's credit mm-hmm. for what he's been. He gets a two start. I'm not going to overreact to one bad start because the Tigers couldn't even take full advantage of it. They only gave up. They only got three runs on the 10 hits. Ten hits yeah. down. I know. Like, it's so Tigers. Um, I'm going to give him two or three more starts before I'm going to worry. If the next one's bad and then and the next one after that isn't very good, then we start to make a move. But for now, I give him 31st ranking. That's 20, 22. That's nine spots below where I had him in spring at 22. And we go from here. He gets at least three to four starts before I freak out about Lynn, though. This is his season debut, too, you know? Yeah. So he hasn't even pitched yet this year. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see him yelling at his third base coach? Yes. The memes from that were uh, yes. absolutely. It's so, like he uh, is, he's a character out there between him and Hendricks, too, right? Like, give me, give me a game where uh, Lynn goes seven and Hendricks goes two, and we'll get a lot of antics from the two pitchers there. They're, they're very mm-hmm. animated and, and hilarious dudes. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not super concerned about either guy. I mean, right now Giolito's running with a 352 Babbitt, like, right? It's it's. I mean, he's you know, like, yes, he has not been himself. He's given up way too many home runs. Um, you see, he's not been the kind of elite Giolito that we've uh, seen in the past or that we drafted him for. But like, like you said, when are you ever sitting him? I'm, I'm just, I, I I'm, just, not. I, I, I'm not really. I don't even and... think about it with the teams that no. got Giolito. Like, it's just not even a um it like on my radar that and I, and I don't have them, so I don't have to make the decision, yeah. but I can promise you, I wouldn't have issues. The two worst starts that he has uh, were, were home run field, two homers in each at Tampa at Toronto. I mean, he had a couple of bad starts against a couple of decent teams, like good teams. I shouldn't say decent as if they're not awesome. I mean, Toronto's better offensively than Tampa Bay, but they're both quality teams. Shit happens. Honestly, his season, Giolito season has really been a lot of, uh, you know, in-season variance he's running a high babbit so the hits are up and the and the walks are up a little bit in concert with that so the whip is through the roof i could see him popping off for the entire summer i'm not worried about giulito in the slightest yeah i'm i'm right there with i'm you. not worried about this next guy either by the way I'll, i will spoil that before you even say him i'm not worried about it either but there has been a velocity drop i know in I know. eric lauer kind of back to where he was previously right we saw this velocity yeah. gain and all of a sudden the velocity has dropped back down. Does that mean he shouldn't be in the must start here? And he goes back to being old Eric Lauer. Well, old Eric Lauer last year did post a 319, 114 ERA whip combo. With he was still pretty damn good. Strikeout yeah. minus small grade, right? And it now it was a 424 Sierra. The the detractors mm-hmm. would say, you know, you can't ignore the Sierra because it's it's high. And I'm not ignoring it. But the bottom line is. I'm okay with a regressed Eric Lauer too. And I'm still starting him 
at, in, at least in the must-start tier now for a, you know a few starts off of the ugly outing. And one another thing I will tell you to use this as a jump-off, don't sleep on Washington, especially in Washington. That is a great hitter's mm -hmm. park. We've been talking about that since at least this offseason here on this show. And also their offense since May – is is not too bad like that that top half of the lineup that we talked about maybe being pretty good is starting to come to fruition mm -hmm. uh they're 10th in wrc plus against lefties since may 1st so don't sleep on them there and you can give uh lauer a little bit of a pass on that uh, as being a difficult opponent that really got to him it's a bad start it counts there's no taking it mm -hmm. away or anything like that but i'm saying it wasn't a walkover team that beat him up it was a good team in a good park so I need a few starts off of this uh, dud before I'm going to worry about Eric Lauer. He's still must start for me. Yeah, he is for me as well. Um, and you'll notice that I'm not like raking Paul over the Colts because I, I think he did a pretty good job with his. Thank you. Um, That's very nice. These ranks, um, and I don't have my own ranks to compare. Then, and that's also to, true. It's, it's so a lot I, I, I can't be. I, I can't like just put it in a spreadsheet and go. Hey, you've got this guy forty spots above my guy. There, there are some that I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, you know, we're gonna of get them. There's but, always gonna, uh, there's always gonna be some like that. But I appreciate the, the the kind words there. We always meme and everything. But I know, um, even when without commentary, ranks take a lot of work. Like the ones you're gonna have, just the lists. They take a lot of work, yeah. and we go through and we we shuffle, and and it's hard to make the decisions. So to finally come out with no, something I mean, that's like in the off season when we're doing the our off season list. Um, I mean, I'm spending at least an hour a day on Always. my ranks every yep. day. Like, you know, and that's at least. And I love know. it. I'm not complaining, by the way. I, I, I do it. too. I, I enjoy so the hell out of it. Because it helps challenge my beliefs and assertions. And, exactly. Um, does Miles Miklas' lack of strikeouts, um, though, I mean, he is striking out more people than he has in his career this year. Yeah, 20%, does, though. Let's does that mean he shouldn't be in this tier? No, I think he is still a must-start because 293 ERA, 106 whip, looking a lot like the 283, 107 from 2018. The core skills are looking very similar as well. The home run suppression is looking similar as well. When he's running hot, Miles Michaelis is an auto-start type of guy, even with the lowered Ks. That's built into the price that you paid. You know that that's part of the profile. You should have plans for that if you drafted him. So, no, I don't think that that should take him out of this must-start tier that's part of what comes with Miles Michaelis is fewer Ks, but the talent is too rich to not start him uh, every time out right now. I don't really see spots where I would take him out. Maybe an at Coors, if that's the only start he had that week, I, I could probably have somebody to replace him. But for the most part, unless I have a deep rotation, I can't see taking him out. I, I mean, I can't either. And six of his 12 starts have gone over six innings. We we uh, love the, the volume I mean, too, and again going yeah. back to the freed Sandy Alcantara yep. point, he can bridge some of the gap on his strikeout rate with a volume of innings if he can reach 180 or 200 again. In that respect, he's like a poor man's freed, which is exactly you know, which exactly. means he should probably be in this tier. Um, all right, let's move into some of the usually starts. Okay, uh, I've got some interesting names here. Let's start with Jeffrey Springs. I think if you just said talent alone. Jeffrey Springs might belong in the next or in the previous team. previous start. Yep. Um, start. Because he has been absolutely electric. My question becomes how many innings do we think we're going to get 
from him rest of the way. Obviously, until he gets shut down or moved into a different role, you're going to continue to start him. That's why I think yeah. he may deserve to be in the uh, in the must start tier. Uh, but like, what do what do you think we're going to get rest of the way? Because I'm pretty sure he's like right at where he threw last year. Yeah, already five over with uh, yeah. 44 and two thirds last year. You know, Jeffrey Springs, a lefty reliever who's come out of the pen to be really good. You know. I said in the piece, he's what Drew Rasmussen fans think Drew Rasmussen is. And one thing I really like about it is I feel like they've actually pushed Springs a little bit more uh, with back-to-back 90-plus uh, pitch counts in his last two starts there, whereas Rasmussen's never seen that threshold. Mm-hmm. So I do think that there is maybe a little bit more juice here with two six-inning outings going over five innings in four of the last five for Springs. I think that uh, you know if we're looking at him, you know, he's 29 and he's kind of a random find for them. I don't know that they're going to be super, uh, super keen to kind of massively manage his innings. I really think that he should be able to get, um, I don't know, like another 80, 90 innings, you know, about five plus. What's that? Another 15 starts or so. Uh, and they can manage it a little bit. They can skip him a little bit here and there to get to the finish line. I don't know that they're going to have to like hard cut him at, you know, a hundred innings or anything like that with Jeffrey Springs. He hasn't reached that high in a long time, 2017, but he's 29. Like, what are they protecting? I think Jeffrey Springs is going to get a lot of opportunities, occasional skip or an occasional extra day off here and there to kind of manage it. But I think it gets to the finish line. By the way, this ranking isn't about the finish line, though. It's really about the next three to four weeks. And as such, you're probably right. He should have been in the must start because for the foreseeable future, I can't see taking that clown out of my uh, out of my lineup. Not a huge fan of uh, things he has to say as a person, but I'm judging his fantasy talent and I'm putting him in the rotation and he's starting. Yeah. um, Yeah, I think he is a must start right now. And um, I I could see moving him up to those extra few points. Honestly, I could see them continuing to push him as far as his body will let him go yep. because they have so many other guys they need to manage. They they want to manage Boz. They want to manage Rasmussen. They want to, you know, uh, manage uh, Luis Patino, who's working his way back because yep. these guys are part of the future, right? Like Springs, you know, is part of the now. Um, yeah, Springs is absolutely part of the now. I mean, he's going to be 30 yeah. later this year. He's a reliever. Fine. You know, that this is not one of their mm-hmm. next big finds and Kluber, they got to kind of manage too as an older guy yep. with his injury history. So McClanahan Absolutely. and Springs are like the only two guys that might have a little bit of the, the reins off. I think McClanahan can definitely get to the finish line with like 180 plus innings, but Springs I think could be a surprise finish line guy with like 130 to 150 innings. They might even turn him fully loose and let him get another yeah. hundred innings from here forward, which would be 150 total for the season. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Honestly, me neither. Uh, all right, Carlos Carrasco. I love Carlos Carrasco. I've Hard always loved, to, right? loved Carlos Carrasco. Um, you know, since they moved him out of the bullpen into the rotation in Cleveland, um, I've always just been a big fan of his. It's hard not to root a guy, root for a guy like him who's been through the kind of things he's been through in the last few years. I have a hard time figuring out what he's going to be start to start. I think that's a fair take and it's part of why uh he just fell out of the he just fell out of the must start barely but that usually start is like you're kind of looking for a reason to not start somebody it has to be pretty severe it has to be like 
a one start at Coors. But even that, by the way, he went five and a third, one run at Coors, Cookie did. So Carrasco, you know, you're really not sitting him all that often. It's it's the rare occasion. Again, maybe you hit on a Kyle Wright and a couple other and a Jeffrey Springs and a Nestor Cortez. So you have a deeper than expected rotation so that you can be judicious with somebody like Carrasco. And maybe you don't want to play him in a one start at Washington the way they've been hitting in that park. But for the most part, he's a set it and forget it guy. You just have to kind of take the ebbs and flows because I think he's matchup proof. When he's off, he's one of those guys we talk about this all the time. When he's off, anybody can beat him. But when he's on, he can beat anybody. So I'm not really picking spots that much with Carrasco unless I have the luxury to do so. I'm usually just turning him loose. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about Carrasco is um, he has not been giving up home runs. Exactly. Um, so that's really mitigated the trouble yeah. that the 9.2 hits 9 could could deliver. Absolutely. So um, I don't know that I'd have him this high. I think I'd have him in the next tier. But okay. uh, I do love Carrasco, and it's great to see him coming back. Hopefully, he can continue to stay healthy um, and really bridge the gap for the Mets. And yes. like, the Mets are doing this without Degrom and Scherzer right and now. And Scherzer, that's crazy, dude. Like, like I don't want to see a Subway series just because I don't like New Yorkers. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it would be awesome. It would be, be I mean, these are clearly the two best teams in baseball yes, right now. It'd, it'd be sick um, as hell. I know Dodger fans are yelling at me, but you guys uh, are great too. But right now, it's the two New York teams, and I'm we haven't not even sure. seen the Mets get healthy necessarily yet. Yeah, can you imagine uh, these two rotations healthy in October or early November against each other? Pure, pure filth. And uh, it'd be it'd be awesome to see. And I really hope that both teams make it to the finish line, mostly intact health-wise. I, I say mostly. Obviously, fully intact would be great, but it's not realistic. So I go for mostly because we want to see the best players in October. Um, and, yeah, Carrasco's been instrumental for them. Basically, by the way, I'll, I'll point out that our difference between the usually start tier th – this is like the bridge into streamers. And this tier – uh, from 46 to 63 in like tens and twelves are already a lot of streamers. The next tier is team streamers. So you just have Carrasco down a little bit, meaning you are a little bit more judicious with your choices, regardless of who you have on your roster. You're saying, I'm going to sit him maybe for a Dodgers start. I'm going to sit him for a Yankees subway series, you know, uh, weekend start. I might start him. I might sit him at Washington. You're just being a little bit tougher on what passes as a start for you with Carrasco, right? Yeah, I think I am. Um, but uh, for the most I think part, it's fair. Yeah, I just I do worry about like everything he's been through, and yeah, and um, he has blow ups. Like he has big mm -hmm. blow ups. He got the eight earned yep. at uh, the St. Louis. He had five earned and four and two thirds at the Angels. Like there are blow ups out there, but he has four starts. Uh, with a 43 or lower game score. Three of those are 32, 32, and 12. And then he has every other start, the eight others, ranging from a 54 to a 73 game score. And the game score is just an easy shorthand to tell you how good a start was. And the bottom line is he's been more good than bad, but he still has a 393 because the bad starts can hit you pretty hard still. So that, that's where Carrasco's at. Yeah. He has only given up one home run at home. Wow, that's that's really nice. So Five like, home runs this year. Only one of them have been at City Field. We like Carrasco at home quite a bit. Then, yeah. This yeah. next guy you're about to ask me about, I have no idea, but let's go uh, ahead and try to figure it out. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get there in a sec. Though, just want to point out the fact that um, 
there is a potential chance, uh, if I'm remembering the dates of FPAS right, that we have World Series games. Oh, yeah, because it is that you, you said November, and it is that first weekend of November is when FPAS mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So that'd be kind of dope. That'd be kind of dope to watch World Series with the homies. Yeah, that, that'd be I awesome. behind that for sure. Um, Charlie Morton. What, I, I don't mean, know. Next. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> this is so. I was not in on Charlie Morton this season. He was coming Me off either, of the, but I wasn't yeah, out on him either. I wasn't like, yeah. Don't I was pretty much. Like I was pretty much out. I, okay. Where I ranked him, I had him. I was pretty much um, saying like I was not going to end up with him. Uh, I was just worried him coming off the uh, the Achilles injury was no, let broken uh, leg right. Yeah, the broken leg from the playoffs. broken leg from the playoffs. Um, not getting like the full spring training. Um, but he has just been so hard to peg and figure out. I feel like his talent should have him higher up on the list, but at some point the play on the field has to mean something. So far he has a 567 ERA, mm-hmm. um, a 148 whip, a 24 and a half percent strikeout rate he has deserved pretty much all of this a five flat xera this year do do we feel like there is a chance that morton turns it around yes and that's part of the frustrating part how much of him have you watched this year i know you don't have not 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 a a ton i don't really have him either but i've ended up watching a decent bit because he's been so wide you know widely fascinating this year start to start Inning to inning, you see the flashes. It's been there. It's been there for different for particular starts. But even in the bad starts, you'll see glimpses of it for two innings here, and then a blow up inning, and then another two innings after that. He is so close. Morton really highlights, and I put this in the article. He highlights the thin margin between a mid three ZRA guy and a mid five ZRA guy, because he's not that far off, and yet he's got a five sixty seven one forty eight ERA WHIP and people who have on their fantasy team think he's the worst pitcher in the universe. But if you watch and those skills that you just highlighted, the 24% K 11% swinging strike, that's pretty good. 266 batting average is not terrible, but those blowups, when he has those blow up innings, those, those blow up three batters in a, in one start and it's two doubles and a Homer type deal has been killing him. And it's the inconsistency a lot of times with the curveball. It looks brilliant, and then it's like a fat hanger that I could hit. You know, so I think he's close. And the stuff is too good to ignore, and that's why I still kept him up in this tier with another couple of of infuriating guys like Blake Snell and Trevor Rogers, because there is a point where you have to quit putting a 567 ERA in your lineup, but I'm not there yet with Morton because I still think it's too good to not still have him on the team and, and use him very consistently, if not all the time. But I, he is in the usually start tier. So I understand sitting him sometimes. But for the most part, I still think you got to ride out with him because he is that close. Oh, I, I, it's not easy, but this is, you know, this is this is how you stick with, like, the easiest reference for him and Trevor Rogers to, to calm some people. And they won't necessarily come back the way this guy did, but it's Luis Castillo. Think about yeah. how awful it was last year with Luis Castillo so deep into the season, Justin, uh, through June. So that'd be two more weeks uh, for this month to be through June. Actually, even more because we started a week earlier last year. So it'd be like three more weeks. He had a 514 ERA, Luis Castillo did. Mm -hmm. And he ended up with a 398, 
which no one's loving a 398, but to, to be at a 514 three months into the season, he had a 351 the rest of the way. Morton could absolutely do that. Rodgers could absolutely do that. He's the same thing. He's showing flashes, both he and Rodgers, but they have not been consistent enough with the curveball for Morton, with the changeup for Rodgers, and that's why the inconsistency has been there for both. Yeah, it's crazy because, I mean, he's he only has – this is his first homer per nine over one since 2010. Yep. Back when he was a Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher. And uh, and you see it there. The fly ball rate is way up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ground yep. ball rate has lost 12 points, and t- 10 of it has gone into the fly ball rate, and then the other's in-line drives. And it's not just hanging curves, but that's a part of it, the inconsistent curves, bad fastball. Um, it's just – it's so volatile start to start inning to inning for Charlie, Charlie Morton. It, it, you don't see it very often, but when you do it, it's it's almost fascinating in a weird way because you're like, he looked like the stud for three innings and then mm-hmm. like a triple A pitcher for two of them. And, and I mean, the hard part is he does give up a ton of contact in the zone, or at least he has this year. It's its highest yes. zone contact rate since he was a Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher. On the plus side, he doesn't give up a ton of hard contact. Um, like he does a really good job of limiting the hard contact. I tend to agree that I think he, if there was a tier between this one and the next one, which is team streamers, I feel like Mm -hmm. he belongs in that tier. Like, I don't know that he's a usually start, but he's not a team streamer. Like he's better than that. Like, I, I don't know what, so so it would just mean that like time start. Yeah, like usually start is pretty much just Coors and maybe like one of the New York teams on a one step. Uh, that's like basically what the the usually start is. The Dodgers. So, yeah, the Dodgers. And the team streamer, you would start to add a few more teams or like – Like I'm uh, not starting against Philadelphia. Yeah. So you, um, you would add Philly. You might add – The um, Giants. The, the Giants are kind of scary. Obviously, Coors is part of the usually start as well. You might not do Cincy. The Cardinals at, Cincy. at home. Yeah. Cardinals can be Cincy. scary. So you're adding more. So he's not quite team streamer where you're like – like Tyler Molly's a team streamer, never at home. I know he's throwing three good ones at home. I don't care. Um, so I, I get it. Maybe like a, 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 a mostly start in between mm-hmm. the usually start and the team streamer. I get what you're saying. Like yeah. the, there is a little glob there that kind of transitions the two groups, and Morton could be part of that. Um, or or just that your usually start is a little bit more rigorous than mine. Yeah, it that, probably that might just be. be the difference. We might still yeah. be a lot closer than we think. Go ahead. Who's next? Brady Singer is going to finish out the guys from this tier, um, and I'm I'm surprised he's actually in this tier for you. I'm not, I'm surprised he's not in the next tier in in the team streamers. Uh, I've liked Brady Singer in the past. Did you see his start last night? The five walk, yeah, yeah four walks in a row. Yeah, it was not yeah. great. He literally yeah. doubled his walk rate. Yeah, it was. Of course, that he just helped. he 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 could not find the zone, but he. The beautiful part is he finished the inning and came back and was and that was that was the best part of it was Mm -hmm. that like he really showed that resolve to come back Mm -hmm. for Singer. He doubled his walk rate because his walk rate was at two point seven for the season. Now it's at five point four. So he still had he had four walks coming into the game and had five walks in the game. (laughs) That is so crazy. But he also has had twenty four percent K rate. He doesn't have a huge swing strike rate, but it's double digits. It's enough to get strikeouts. His home runs have been the biggest issue. And didn't he have a big home run game where he gave up like three? 
uh, yeah, three to Houston. That's the mm -hmm. bulk of his damage this year for Brady Singer. We might not be fully on a breakout, but I think he's worth having on every in every format right now in case it is the breakout. If it's not, then he goes back to like a team streamer type. But for now, there are hints that he could be breaking out based on some uh, arsenal changes, uh, a, a little spike in ground ball rate, a little spike in Ks, and a drop in walk rate. There are some things that have changed for Singer. But if not, then we just go back to team streaming him or even standard streaming him. But for now... I, I got a little green arrow next to Singer, even coming off of last night's start, because I took some positives from it, including what you said, bouncing back from the four straight walks. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as a Giants fan, I was loving it. At, at of course, time, I was like, uh, this is. Uh, it was. It was super impressive to see him finish it out because I, I was shocked they didn't pull him. I, I couldn't because, believe it because you thought for sure he's cooked. He's done. He, he cannot. He could not find the zone, and he was not particularly close. And even the third out of that inning. Um, was Jock, I think it was Jock Peterson or, yeah, I think it was Jock I, Peterson. I think it was. Um, uh, hitting an inside pitch. Like it was at his hands and he swung at it after the guy had just thrown, uh, or no, no, it was Brennan Crawford. Um, uh, and, uh, oh, that's right. It, yeah, it was. It, it, it was a bad pitch inside. Like Crawford mm -hmm. should not, he had thrown one strike in his last like 15 pitches. He got um, him on like a down and in. Uh, yeah. sinker that was not very hittable and no. the two pitches before that were really bad yeah um, and so but he came out the next inning he was fine mm -hmm. um so i mean it's hard because he, he's one of these guys where i look and i if i could just pick out certain aspects of what he yes does, and i could create a really really good pitcher but you can't do that like i can't just be like oh no i'm not going to i'm not going to use these home runs that he gives up no 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 i don't <laughs> want give, give me a better home run rate than that yeah it's like let me just change little things and it, it looks easy too it's like stop using this pitch so much and use this one mm -hmm. it's like well it's not as easy as that but he does have this change up that he's using more it hasn't been good but it is a true third pitch yes. and as eno always says it's better to have a bad pitch than to not have it at all. It is it is still more valuable to have something that you can go to at least 10% of the time. That's what that's what it is to have a pitch. You have to throw it at least 10%. It's better that Singer has this changeup than to just be a two-pitch guy. At least there's something in the back of their head right now that, oh, shit, he might throw this changeup. So I agree with you. I like little bits and pieces of what Singer's doing right now, but I do believe that he could hone those other ones, cut down that home run rate, and take off this summer. I think there is some big upside with well, Singer. And I mean, here, here's the thing, like there is a legitimate chance that you did not get the last three starts that you did not use him, that yes. you've been, he, and if you did, he has, he's pitched, you know, a two fifty ERA for you. Mm -hmm. Um, now that's not fair to do in terms of the analysis. What I will say is I don't think the breakout is here yet, but I do think it's coming. I don't know if it's coming this year. Yeah. It might not be this I, year, but you got to take a shot in case it is. I do think that Brady Singer is going to be in a must-start tier at some point. I agree. I fully agree. I really, really like him, and I like him for for a longer term too. Beyond this year, keeper leagues, such keeper leagues, and such, I should say. Let's talk about some team streamers. Um, one I don't believe is a team streamer, and I hate you. Uh, the other two um, are just really interesting guys, and I don't think we've gotten it talk about them Let, let's start with tyler molly who is my boy and you have him i think it's 71 if, if i'm remembering uh, off the top of my head uh, correctly um why do you hate my boy tyler tyler molly? why do you think i hate him 
because he still can't pitch at home, and I'm not swayed by three games at home. They were great. I appreciate that. And as somebody who does sit him, I've missed all three, San Francisco, Washington, mm-hmm. Arizona. I might – I think I put the Arizona one in my D.C. because um, because of the other two had been good. And I was like, fine, I'll just see, but I'll probably get burnt. And he was fine against Arizona. But I don't start him at home. He's a 503 ERA at home, Justin. I, I still don't trust Tyler Molly at home. And that's why he's a team streamer. How can you trust him with that home run rate? I don't know how run? you can have Charlie Morton – in the usually starts and Tyler Molly in the must. Maybe he is another guy that belongs in this tier in between. Yeah. I um, mean, 53 to 71 is not that far of a split, though. I will be clear. These two tiers are, this is are pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Um, I just, I went, you know, I kind of went through the bottom tiers and like, I don't want to like badger you over five or six spots on, on a guy sure. in these tiers. Or just in general, for the most part, I think it's silly unless there's someone like not in the elite tier or is in the elite tier that obviously shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Um, but this was the name that jumped out at me when I scrolled down. I went, no, I I, I like Tyler Molly way too much. I think that's fair. I mean, you see he's down from 47. I'm not yes. an anti-Molly guy completely, but I just don't know how I'm supposed to feel comfortable starting him in that park. Even coming off of three gems there, San Francisco, Washington, Arizona, he's put up a 193 RA with 24 Ks, seven walks, and 18 and two-thirds, and just two homers. I get that. That's awesome for Tyler Molly. But it still only brought his home ERA down to 508 for his career. Like, that's yeah. still very bad. And home run guy in home run park, yeah, no. Th- it's still 501 for this year, by the way. Just this year's home ERA is still 501. I can't start him at home justin tyler molly team streamer please trade him yes please trade him anywhere other than colorado Um, say we figured out a deal the rockies want him they would do some shit like that both teams would do some shit like that oh trade him to my giants or the tigers we need a starter well you guys aren't competing i don't think you're trading for for anybody like that i mean he would still have i mean he has team control though right so uh, he is he is a free agent in 2024, so he's got yeah, another so, year after this. Yeah, the Tigers the Tigers can get him. By, this know, this by, is more of a Giants him. move. Let's Shut him, up. Get him over the Shut Giants. Up. Get him an Oracle. That would be beautiful. I mean, that'd be amazing. It would be yeah. truly amazing. This guy uh, – He's going to end up on the Dodgers. I'm going to be upset. That's um, true, but he would be good. Okay. So Edward Cabrera threw the fastest changeup in MLB history the other <laughs> it's night. so gross. And there were so many um, not suitable for work gifts out there. And uh, I don't know that I've ever seen fantasy baseball Twitter lose their mind over an individual pitch um, and someone's fantasy value. He then goes out and just gets shellacked. Yeah. Um, the next By start. Houston. So. He obviously belongs in this tier. I have no argument with this tier, but I think this is, um, I think is Edward Cabrera, the guy he's always been, which is amazing upside, but there's no way you can trust him start to start necessarily. Um, Or is there, or is there going to be more? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there might be, but we don't know. And it's a much less refined version of what we were saying with Singer, where we said, the breakout's coming, but we don't know when. Mm-hmm. I think that with Cabrera, but that could be 2024. 
So he's somebody that I'm going to keep betting on because the upside is so rich and that if and when it does pop for Edward Cabrera, you're talking must-start status, right? Yeah. Like that's the upside is, is legit gem stud on a par with Pablo and Sandy and what Sixto was for at least a brief flash and what Trevor Rogers was last year. Like that sort of caliber is where Edward Cabrera is at. Not right now, though. So – He's a team streamer. I don't ever want to put him back in the pool to let somebody else get their grubby little mitts on him, but I cannot start him consistently uh, without the fear just, you know, in the pit of my stomach the whole time that he can blast me with an eight earn run outing. But I love Edward Cabrera. And so I, I am fully in uh, as far as having him on a roster. Just you don't have to start him every time. There's no need to take that risk. I mean, I, I feel like him and Hunter Green. And yes. uh, let's pick another guy from the, the tier that fits this mold. Uh, Josiah Gray are the three Spider-Man gifts all pointing yes, at each other. Yes, absolutely. Like, and, and you have to have all three. They can deliver such pain. But when it's good, you dream on the upside like I mm -hmm. have the next ace, right? They've yeah. all had that flash where you're like, I have the next freaking ace. Then they snap you back to reality. Then they mm -hmm. build you up again, snap you back. But one of these days, they won't snap you back, and they're just going to be good, I hope. For all three, because they're all three really good. Yeah. All right. Um, let's finish out with old friend Michael Walker. Big friend of mine. I love, uh, I love this guy. Go ahead. Because Walker, um, if you just look at the surface stats. Um, God tier. Walker's been amazing this year. He's got a 233 ERA. Get out of here with one that. flat whip. Um, now it's only a 17% strikeout rate. So bad. Um, like, how bad is the fall going to be? Because I have been streaming him in a number of leagues for quite a while. But this, I mean, this is like Martin Perez. This is like exactly like this. Like, there at some point is going to be a curtain that is pulled, and you see the monster. <laughs> That, that is about behind yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, here's the thing: will it be seven earned runs in two innings, or will it be gradual? Four innings, four earned here. Oh. Five innings, four earned here. You know, it, it could be both. Like that's the tough part, and that's the you, difficult. You better part hope of, it's the slow one because the slow one will allow you to just get it out. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm saying by that. And that's the tough part about starting guys like this. When you see them on your wire and you know, in your heart that it will not last, are you taking on a hot potato that could be a nine earned run bomb? And then you, and you didn't even get the good work either, right? Mm -hmm. You pick up somebody like Waka or Perez in the middle of their good start, and then yep. you get the bomb. That's why I try not to mess with these too much. I, obviously, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you got to take a shot. You know, I've had some Kyle Bradish, some Tyler Wells this year. I've taken my shot on guys who didn't really have the skills to suggest they were breaking out, but they had some good work. Um, that's where Waka's at, though. I, I I hate to be, you know, the wet blanket, but if this isn't all on the 213 BABIP, and 0.83 homer nine, then then I don't know fantasy baseball, and like I'm I'm pretty sure I might I'm not the best player, but I know fantasy baseball pretty well, and I can't be convinced that it's anything but those two factors driving Waka's success right now, which he can contribute to somewhat, but you just can't maintain a 213, and he probably he probably Waka specifically won't maintain an eight percent homer to fly ball rate when he's a career 13. percent He is tied with. Logan Webb and Pablo Lopez 
for the least amount of hard contact given up this year. So that certainly helps with that Babbitt, but there's mm -hmm. so much contact that eventually even the soft contact is going to find spots. That's the thing. He just allows too much contact. This is Michael Walker we're talking about. Just too, too, too much contact to stay this hot. So it has to come back. And it might only come back to say that Sierra, where's the 461? And if you can take a 461 130 whip from here forward you can use that if you're in an al only or a really deep mixer then have waka but otherwise you are playing with fire and everything that is like 15 and shallow or so be careful he, justin yeah he, he's he's also uh 18th in zone contact most amount of zone contact allowed right in front of cal quantrell uh in the same tier as like madison bumgarner bruce zimmerman Marco Gonzalez. And so, all those guys are those terrifying guys that when they yeah. get hot, you're so scared to pick them up. because like, I was riding Bumgarner earlier this season, too. Um, I had the Zim going for a while. Yep. Bruce Zimmerman. So I, I was, yeah. It's always tough with these players because on some level, you can't leave them out on the wire too long. You're like, they are continuing to put up good starts. But I don't know. I try to lean away from those guys at all costs. Sometimes you just get into a spot where you're like, I got to pick up somebody, and these these are who are going. But this I picked is why them up for a two start last week. It, it worked out, but it worked like, out really well. Yeah. But you were terrified, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons I was able to do this because one of the starts was against the Angels in the middle of like their worst yes. ever, and he dropped like, a shutty on them. Yeah, a it was freaking so shutty, so dude. I needed it. So that was huge. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I, and I love Waka. I always have since his days with St. Louis. So I root for him. But it, you just got to be honest about these performances, and they cannot last at this level. Eighty-one percent left on base rate. Also doing a lot of heavy lifting for Waka. He will regress. I hope it's soft regression as opposed to you know a nine earned run shellacking. Yeah. Um, last one uh, that I, I didn't put on the list. Um, sure. How dare you disperse Patrick Corbin? No, I'm just oh, you're lucky I even put him I'm on the God, list. I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, do you feel bad at all for ranking the two Zach Thompsons next to each other? <laughs> no, that one was on purpose. So the two J Grays, Josiah <laughs> and John, that was organic. I okay. to God, that was but organic. You, you and went, I left them, and you then went, I put I'm going to do Zach Thompsons together. Yeah, I got yelled at on the road in the right right up comment section the other day because I put the wrong. I put the wrong. You uh, put the H and the K. You mixed them. Yeah, I mixed them oh, up. Man. Um, can't do that. You're going to really yeah. upset those Zacks. Like I, yeah, I, I did put those two together because it was the deep leaguer. Like, I didn't even do any write-ups on those guys, and I thought it was funny to put those together. But the two J Grays, so the way I went through it was I was just putting, like, guesstimation numbers. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'd give the same guy the same number. I'd put, like, 70 on four different guys because they would be in that area. So I did all that for all 145 pitchers. And then when I did my first sort, Josiah and John Gray were back to back, and I was like, "Well, now I have to leave that, yeah, because I do believe they belong in the same tier, so I have to keep." When Sunny Gray comes off the IL, do you I'll feel like right you above them? The, okay, yeah, yeah. Tri- triple Gray there, because I do think he is a team streamer. So I wouldn't do it just to like, like if I didn't believe that the talent was the same. I'm not doing it for a meme specifically, but once they're in the same tier, I have to put name conventions, but like yeah. that back to back, like when I put Eflin. Um, Zach Davies and Zach Plesak, uh back to back to back in a ranking either last winter or this one. I don't remember which, but yeah, I did that one time too. So it, if those things just happen, I, I stick with it. Uh, it. But in deeper tiers like the deep leaguers one, I'll, I'll, I will force it. I will freely admit that. All right. Uh, all that's right. all I got for you. Hey, man. 
I appreciate that. That was a lot of fun. I can't wait to see yours. And we'll do some comparisons either on Friday or, or next Tuesday. But um, I'm pretty happy with how this turned out. Like I said, I put a lot of work into it. I hope people enjoy looking over. I don't expect everyone to agree with everything. I love the debates. I'll be in the comments. Check it out on the site. And uh, until then, Justin, I'll talk to you on Friday. I, and I promise for everyone, um, I will have not just my starting pitcher uh, ranks updated. I will try to do an entire ranks updates available on the patreon my my in-season ranks all go on the site yes. um so you have to be a, a patreon member uh and we should do a we should do a watch party here when we need to do a watch party and we still need to do a q a so we'll set both those oh, up yeah. this month okay. and i will try to get my position rankings updated within the next week to 10 days as well on the patreon not on the website right. so just just starting pictures on the website for me because rankings take me forever i just i don't have a quick process with them so Fair if i re-rank really. the entire league like every position that's it'd be nice to have like a system that like did that for us but we don't we have to we have to go individually and, but even if i did i'd still have to do the write-ups which is so much so much research for me because i'm just not quick i just i don't have a quick way of doing it but I, anyway I great talking with you and i will uh, i'll talk to you friday afternoon take it easy